Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. We go to work and when we're off, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away and you can do the same because you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Well, hello. Hello. Welcome to Whining Whining with with Nurses. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. I'm Sarah. I'm Kat, and welcome back to another fantastic episode where we're drinking some booze. Ooh, that's a promising, a fantastic episode. (laughs) Booze. Also, I'm wearing boo jammies. We call them booze because they're Halloween jammies oh, with ghosts on them. That's adorable. They look like the little so. Pac-Man ghosts or like um, the ghosts from the Booberry cereal. You yeah, know what I'm talking I don't about. Know what that is. Booberry cereal? No, Booberry. I've never heard of that. Remember Count Chocula? No. Oh, well, this I is I wasn't like- allowed to eat sugar cereal as a child. <laughs> 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 I'm out of the loop on all the fun stuff. Well, never mind then. <laughs> Anyway, what you drinking over there? I have a bottle of Rodney Strong Rosé of Pinot Noir from Sonoma Coast. Uh, It's a 2021. Mm. And a rosé of Pinot. That's my my favorite kind of rosé. Is it? What are the other rosés? I mean, what? Of Syrah or of some other, of some other wine. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I should know this. Um, it's it's good. It's good for a rosé. I struggle sometimes with rosés because I had an experience of drinking too much and then, blah. And, <laughs> yes. And ever since then, vomiting rosé has left a bad taste in my mouth for rosé. So, <laughs> so sense. why I'm drinking it now is beyond me. But You're trying to do it, another it, hard thing. You're, challen- you're facing all your fears. <laughs> I'm so proud of what you. What are you... <laughs> Thank you. It's good though. Wait, let me take a sip. And what are you drinking? Oh, I'm still working on this bottle of Epiphany Revelation. It's 2019. I didn't talk much about it last time. This is from Rodney's Vineyard in Santa Barbara County. And it's the one that's 56% Syrah, 44% Grenache, 14.9% alcohol by volume. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Let's see who's winning. What's mine? Um, What's it taste like? Do you like it? Mine's 13%. Okay. I'm definitely getting more drunk. Although you had more wine before me. So I did. <laughs> and I did a very large pour here. So I um, think I drank it quickly. We're both winning then, I think. We'll see who slurs uh, by the end. I do like it. Okay. So it's got the, it's got a really slight um, peppery quality from. I mean, Grenache and Syrahs, those both tend to have like kind of like a peppery, like black pepper quality, but it's soft. It's it's soft like a Grenache. It's not like uh, heavy and tannic like a Syrah is, but it's got more complexity to the flavor because of the Syrah. I think I'm just saying things and they oh, sound no. so true. They sound true. So <laughs> they probably really are. <laughs> good. You're making me really miss 
red wine. I can't drink red wine anymore. I just get a really bad hangover within an hour or two. I get a really bad headache. Oh, I know there's like lower tannin. Is it the tannins? Lower tannin wines. Um, or lower like sulfites and or sulfates. Yeah, that might Uh be it. Mm -hmm. And you can, um, there's like a filter, but it's expensive anyway. And it takes some of the sulfites out. And so that doesn't give you as many symptoms, but I'm fine with drinking lighter wines and just watching Sarah drink this beautiful red. I'm just, you know, <laughs> drooling a little over here. Um, I'm happy to let you live vicariously it's... through me. I'll drink all the red wine you want me to. Do you always drink red wine? Do you ever drink like whites or rosés? Oh, no, I do. I love whites and rosés, okay. especially in the summer. I love mm-hmm. a Sauvignon Blanc when I'm mowing the lawn or like doing any kind of yard work or rosé. <laughs> mowing the lawn? Yes. It's easy drinking, like a- <laughs> easy yard work, easy listening, whatever I'm listening to in my headphones. Uh, what kind of know. lawnmower do you have? A push mower. Okay. Yeah. Like a no engine push mower? Oh, no, no, no. There's an engine. You put gas in it and you start it up and you push it. It's oh, not no, that I don't know old. If you school. meant like the old. <laughs> yeah, I could see you doing the old school. I've push tried mower. using one of those before. They're really hard. They're like not very, at least I've never used one that's very efficient. Sarah, you can do hard things. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you love mowing, which I just remembered. I do. I love mowing. I love uh, just being outside and doing yard work in general. You could have that as a side business if, like, I mean, you'll never not have nursing, like, an opportunity to do nursing. But you never know. If you want to, like, retire, you could do gardening or, like, clean up. That's true. That's an option for the future. Right now, I generally have too many jobs at any point in the year. I have two jobs right now, and that's only because my seasonal job is out of season. I'll have three jobs next summer, probably. <laughs> that's just you are a busy woman. Yeah, I don't know why I do this all the time, but that's what I do. I like it. Do you have Do you have any time for a personal life? So much time. That's the main thing I do is have a personal life. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Fun is priority number one. <laughs> this is work, Always. work-life balance, Kat. I'm doing it. <laughs> wow. I miss you so much. Okay. So tell me about your personal life. What's some juicy details? Oh, there's so many juicy details. All right. But everybody buckle in because there's a lot of lows in here. There's some sad things. Trigger warning. I'm going to talk about death and divorce two of the worst D's you could imagine. Now, the best With D the you could imagine. <laughs> is also in your life. <laughs> oh, man. You He's going to love that. Blowing me up right away. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Spoiler, spoiler wow. alert. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so no secrets here. Um, <laughs> let's see. So I think in the last episode I told everyone – that Ryan and I bought a house in this town that I live in now that's closer to the river. And, then and we for were, anyone joining us now, Ryan was my husband. And now he is my, spoiler alert, future ex-husband. <laughs> so um, we we were living in two separate houses. He's a park ranger, has ranger housing, had a really nice schedule. So like... He would work four days there and we would see each other on our, you know, his three days off. He would come here or I would go there. And I thought that was great. I was loving it. We were getting along better than ever. We had our ups and downs as we always had. Um, But anyway, 
that was happening. And then in the meantime, I think everyone, if you've listened to prior episodes, knew about my mom. She was um, fighting pancreatic cancer, and she fought it really hard for two years and did everything she possibly could. She did things I would never have done, but, you know, she she really wanted to fight hard, and she freaking did. She gave it her all. Um, yeah. But then just earlier in the, of this year, in February, she died. Um, that sounded so awful when I said it. She died. No, but rest in peace. Your mom was just so wonderful the few times that I met her. She was like a ball. I feel like a Southern energy. <laughs> like, I mean, I know Virginia is not like, you know, but like she had that feel to her. She totally Very, did. very friendly and kind and smiley and like passionately loved her children and she did you know that's the thing so I miss the most to your mother mom like yeah. that's one thing I, I feel like I've realized more and more since she's gone is that that is one person who unconditionally loved me my whole life and probably you know would have forever if she lived forever um, and I miss that because I don't have that anywhere else. You know, you, you don't get unconditional love like that just from, from any old person. It's your mom. It's your mom, people. I hope it's your mm-hmm. mom for, uh, it's, maybe it's not everyone's mom, but it was my mom and I miss her a lot. Um, so that happened. And then a couple months later, so like pretty soon after that, Ryan and I got into a big fight and we just didn't really recover from it. And I thought we were like doing okay with our little plan of taking a break and seeing how things go and doing individual counseling and then um, he will totally disagree with this story. So I'm going to try not to give too many details. But like, basically, he just surprised me with a divorce. <laughs> he, we had one of our check-ins and he was like, um, I want to get a divorce. I've hired a lawyer. And also he had like told some of our friends, I'm giving all the dirty details on a podcast. Here you hey, go, world. You know what? This is a safe place. This is a safe place. <laughs> Take a drink of wine. <laughs> Just me and you and whoever's listening and Takeshi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's real. And there's a lot of people that have gone through similar situations. And it's really nice to hear that you're not alone. So people have dealt with, everyone deals with death. And a lot of people deal with divorce, whether it be their parents, our friends, or themselves. And so I think talking about it is is really good to hear. It's, good, it's therapeutic and it's good to hear. And we all love and support you. So continue. Thank you. Um, I do feel loved and supported. So that was that was awful. That was, I had a really hard several months. I actually was realized later I was really depressed. I was like going into work every day and just bursting into tears before I even got to the staffing office to like sign in and see what unit I was going to each day. It's like Aww. I just couldn't stop crying. I would cry at the patient's bedside sometimes or like, one day I spent my oh. entire lunch break crying and I texted my siblings. And I was like, I can't stop crying. Who wants it this time? Like, who wants to be there? <laughs> you know, yeah. my brother Andrew was like, I got this one. Calls me like, love my family. I love them so much. Um, that's been that's been um, the silver lining in this is just seeing who uh, like finding your support. So my siblings and I like, our our family has grown even closer. I'm really, really proud of how everyone han- handled what happened with mom. I should talk about that at some point. We've talked about death a lot and having like a dignified death. And at some point, I think I'd like to talk about that. Not today, though, but really proud of, of my family. Um, and then, you know, my friends have really been supportive. Um, <laughs> it's 
I, I just feel so loved. I feel so loved. Um, it, it, people have really showed up for me in surprising ways. Um, and I, I feel like uh, just super grateful and overwhelmed sometimes by like the the love and friendship that I have. And I just feel like the luckiest person and wish everybody could. I, I feel right now happiest maybe I've ever felt in my life, which sounds crazy given like everything that's happened in the past year. Um, but that's how it happens is like you, you get to have these experiences where you find out like really who loves you and, and what matters to you. Storygram Network. Hello, welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm your host, Takeshi, and with me I have Santos, and we take two pieces of media and we take a deep dive on them. Kind of. We just talk about it. Kind of. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? It's the intersection of possibility, where what-ifs and why-nots collide. Some on the cutting edge, others on the cutting room floor. It's a place I like to call The Bleed. And talking about love. So another thing that happened this year was um, I started dating someone and um, kind of got into it. Who thinking, is that? Um, <laughs> no, you've had so much happen. I mean, like so this is what only in one year. Yes. This is all since in one year. February, basically. <laughs> the stars are just aligned. Like they're like, okay, we're going to send Sarah through some real tough shit. And then you know, give you some reprieve or yeah, some sort of like light to keep you going and like lift you up. Um, so that yeah, sounds, that feels very accurate. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. actually how it's felt. Um, and so this, this guy and I were dating, we both kind of got into our relationship thinking like, oh, we're not looking for anything serious. We just want to have fun, blah, blah, blah. He's going through a divorce too. Um, but it ended up like we are just completely insano in love (laughs) oh that's amazing I'm so happy for you and I have to say just to everyone that I have met him albeit briefly um well you know for a little while Mm -hmm. but he seemed just like a genuinely good human being and not that we're old but at this age Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what you know, like, you know, hopefully you know who you are and you're a grounded person and you meet other people along. I can't, I can't even talk now. My wine is hitting, but anyway, he's, he's great. Um, I'm very, very happy for you. I'm glad you guys found each other. Thanks. And also you can relate, right? Cause you're both going through divorces. So you're, um, yeah. you have similar pains to share. Misery um, loves and- company. Right. No, really, it does, though. Yeah, for sure. It's true, though. I mean, it's it's nice to just kind of um, be sounding boards for each other and like uh, to it's someone who totally understands like um, 
you know, there's sometimes I have really ugly things to say and it doesn't feel like me and he totally gets it um, because he has felt the same things. And it's like, that's not who I am as a person. This isn't who I, how I feel all the time, but right now Mm -hmm. I'm just so mad or I'm so hurt or so whatever. And anyway. um, And that's part of being a person is right. Is we have, we have a multitude of feelings and highs and lows. And I think it's okay to have ugly moments and beautiful moments and mundane and being boring and all everything in between, but it's okay to feel that huge array of emotions and sometimes to be ugly. And I think that's fine because you're going through some really hard stuff. Um, Hmm. and, and that's, and that's part of it. And I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of. And it, it isn't who you are in a sense of like, you're not always like an ugly person, right? As as far as your thoughts and what you say and what you want for other people. But um, it's okay to be upset and in pain and angry and have have hard times. And for someone to see that and say and recognize in you because he just adores you. I mean, it is I'm that's amazing. I love seeing it. I love seeing the love that he has for you and how much you gush about him. Like just (laughs) it's beautiful. It makes me really happy. I've known you for a while and I want to, I was going to say a long time, but I was like, what qualifies a long time? I don't. <laughs> and then I was like, when did we actually meet? Huh. You when know? did we? 2015, 16? I, I don't know. I don't know. It has been a while, though. It's been a long time. For a while. Okay. Yeah, many years. Yeah. And it, <laughs> Several and it, years. And, you know, I've seen you and Ryan go up and down and um, it's, it's really, you look, you just sincerely are very seem very happy. Thanks. I want to put that in your mouth, but you look very happy. And I think you both, I'm I'm glad you found each other. I'm pretty happy. Um, And this is part of what I'm talking about because like um, it was, it wasn't easy to start telling people that I'm in a new relationship because, you know, there's history of my friends and Ryan and I didn't know how people were going to receive that if, if they'd be ready or if they would judge me or um, feel bad for Ryan. And there might be a whole, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a whole gamut of emotions that people are feeling about this, but, um, you know, I tell you and you don't meet me with judgment and it's, you're, you know, this is like part of what I'm talking about, like friends just being really, um, warm and loving to me and, and accepting and making me feel just loved and, um, not judged and accepted. Yeah. Well, I think also it's really, (laughs) I'm gushing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! This is a perfect place to do like, it. Like, I love love. I All love kinds love. of love. <laughs> um, I think it's really brave and really important that when you're unhappy, we, as far as we know, we only get one life, right? So I think it's an important thing that if you're unhappy, you leave the unhappy situation. If you can't fix it, right? So mm-hmm. you don't just give up and leave, but like you guys, if you work on it for a long time, that you, it's... I guess I'm saying this like in a sense of judgment, right? So to judge someone for leaving, well, the brave thing is that they left because they were unhappy and it just wasn't working rather than staying and being miserable for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. So you, you have this one life and you seize an opportunity to find happiness for both of you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I've got to hand it to Ryan. That was pretty brave of him to do that because it was his decision. And I've got to thank him too, because I don't think I, I I wasn't ready to do it. And I probably, I don't know if I ever would have done it. You know, I'm so stubborn and I was committed and 
um, this is definitely the right thing for us. And so good for him for seeing it and, and doing that. Yeah. Got to give him well, the good. credit. <laughs> right. Got to give him the credit there. Yeah. It's not black and white. I mean, it's, it's. Oh, it's so muddy. It's life. so muddy. It's just so complicated. And yeah, it's, we just live in a gray, in a gray world. Yeah. But not in a, not in a bad way. You know, I think it's important that we see things as more gray than black and white because there's a lot of problems that arise with I think gender and racism and so much. It's important that we see things as at least 50 shades of gray. <laughs> I saw that look on your face. She's about to make <laughs> 50 uh-huh. shades of gray. Yeah. Have you read those books? No, but I've seen one of the okay. movies and yeah. I like yeah. sexy outfits and stuff. So I kind of liked it. <laughs> I mean, I like sex and like sexy outfits and like sexy people and stuff and like doing sex things. Like, I like all that. You like that stuff? I liked it. Well, I need some links to some some stuff. So, but that's me. What's this podcast turning into? (laughs) Welcome to the sex pod. Mine is not in that quite that direction. (laughs) My update's more like I have a two year old. Yeah. So, Cora turned two in August, mm-hmm. August 9th, and I have to say that two is just so fun. Really? It is the funnest age. And I. So I the terrible, terrible twos, twos is, that's not a thing? I think it's such a sad thing to say. Like, they're two year olds are amazing. I mean, they're exploring the world, they're learning to talk. The things that she says are incredible. And she has dealing with like all these new emotions that she can now express and she's never felt before. And um, I think people put kids in a box of like, oh, I want you to do what I want you to do, right? But they're their own people. Mm-hmm. So there's a million different ways to parent. But um, I just think two is incredible. She's like my little best friend. We can go everywhere. We love to cuddle and kiss and like play and talk. And she tells me new things every day. And the other day I was like, how many fingers? And holding up two fingers, she said two. And I was like, oh, maybe that's just lucky. I showed her five and she's like five. And I'm like, you are the smartest two-year-old. I mean, she was only two in a couple months. It was amazing. She can speak Spanish a little bit and English. I mean, she's just the best kid. Wow. I think I was meant to have children. I would have a lot of children. I love it. You definitely were. I look at your face right now. You look so happy and just like (laughs) glowy and Man, you've always wanted children and look at you momming it up. (laughs) I love like labor and delivery and pregnancy and babies and kids. And it's just the best. It's the hardest thing you can do in life. I think Mm -hmm. one of the hardest things and um, the most rewarding and just, just it's fantastic. And we're trying to have another baby. Um, Do you mean you're doing the P and V stuff? I mean, honestly, we have a two-year-old, so not very often. And we live with oh. my parents. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, we don't live with them. We all bought a house You together. do know how babies are, are made, though, right? So you're going to have like, to. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. That's a challenge. If you want to babysit anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I once learned that babies come out the way that they go in. So you're going to need to take what oh. happened with Cora and reverse that, but with okay. Carter. Oh, got it. Who told you that? So that's oh, a really good. A very wise nurse. <laughs> You're funny. Um, yeah, so she's fantastic. I took my IUD out in August, but then I was breastfeeding her still, and um, I finally just had my first period like last month, 
And then we like boned and I was like, oh, two days later, I thought I was pregnant. I was taking a pregnancy <laughs> test like every day, which is ridiculous. And then you we can't boned. even tell for like, <laughs> you can't even tell for like weeks and weeks. Anyway. That was great. So that's my life. I don't know. Just. But there's parenting. more. Because you've got some plans on the horizon, right? Oh, oh, yeah. I was like, there's more? <laughs> but wait, more? there's more. You're pregnant <laughs> oh, right now. <laughs> Don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. I hope not because I'm drinking a lot of wine. Um, <laughs> so though Cora was conceived when we were in Spain, speaking of Spain, um, and then we were drinking a lot of booze there too, and she turned out absolutely fantastic. So hopefully all this wine, when I get pregnant, that I'm going to be drinking is okay. <laughs> you know, I'll stop as soon as I know. No. <laughs> Anywho, um, Spain. We have wanted to move to Spain for years, but leaving your whole home, your your country, and all of your friends and family is a huge and your comfort. Yeah, is a big deal. So yeah. we've chickened out several times at actually committing doing it, and then we. And when you say we, that, are you're you're talking about just you and Carter, so, or more than? My uh, my parents and Carter and Cora. So we would all be moving together as a family of five. Mm-hmm. Assuming I don't have another kid before then. We're trying to move as soon as possible. Um, Carter's been applying to different jobs. Oh, you cut your hair. Oh, yeah. I had to take it down. My ponytail was giving me a headache. That is so cute. Thanks. This and isn't how undercut. it usually looks. It's like, anyway, sorry. Oh, no, Keep I really going. like it. No, no, it's okay. I'm just like, that's really, <laughs> Sarah looks very adorable. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're trying to move to Spain. I lived there for two years, a long time ago, when I was in nursing school and an au pair, and I, and I loved it. But again, I was alone, and I did miss home. So um, the thing that really pushed us to really want to move this time was... I think it was when like Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. uh, oops, was, was kind of happening. Um, thinking like, what if I got pregnant and need an abortion because it was ectopic or down the line, something happening with Cora and she needed one. I don't want her to die. You know, it was just like, mm-hmm. I was so fed up with a lot of things in this country. There are a lot of really, really good things too, of course. Um, and then Spain has its own problems, you know, everywhere has a problem, but you just have kind of like every relationship, right? There's problems. You just got to pick what you're going to be happy dealing with mm-hmm. or okay to deal with. Right. So, um, for us, it's Europe and specifically Spain. Um, I speak Spanish and I don't know. So we we really, I think it was like seven months ago, maybe we said we're 100% going. We've told most of our family and friends at this point and um it's just a matter of carter getting a job really i can't be a nurse in spain so it will be a sad day i'll have to give up my career but i'm i'm hoping i could come back every summer and do like travel a travel assignment oh my god and i'm hoping in like labor and delivery at where i work now because that'd I, be I so love cool it and I stay. yeah also wait i have a really important question for you you have to mm-hmm. give up nursing but can you drink wine Still in Spain? No, no, you have to give up wine. (gasps) (laughs) Yes, there's fantastic Spanish wine, and it's like four euro a bottle versus how many dollars? Euro and a dollar are like basically the same right now. No, for a good bottle of wine. Yeah, I mean, like a beer is like two euro. Like it's it's 
so much more affordable. You make significantly less money. Um, but even taking that into account, the, the living expenses are much, much cheaper. Huh. I mean, depending. Like, we're planning on moving to Madrid, which is one of the high, the most expensive places in Spain you can live. But we already mm-hmm. live in the most expensive place you can live in the United States. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, um, yeah, we're not expecting it to be a dream and, like, a solving any problems or anything like that. A few problems to me. Uh, healthcare, what is it called? You know, health, universal. universal healthcare mm-hmm. is a huge deal because I have type 1 diabetes and I spend thousands of dollars, thousands and thousands on just to stay alive mm-hmm. here in the United States um, on all my supplies, my medication, insulin, etc. So in Spain, I still have to pay more for some of my supplies, but it's not anything close to what it is now. I don't want, God forbid, my children or anyone I love gets a medical condition like like this. I don't want them to have to go through what I've had to go through, like the anxiety of, can I pay for this? Is Am I going to have to die because I can't afford my insulin, you know, mm-hmm. or get complications because I have to ration or something. So um, going to Spain is, they have universal health care. And it's just one of the things that are really important to me. So yeah, um, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, healthcare. I, I couldn't imagine having to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for something that I don't actually want, but that it's like I have to have that I need. Like that. Um, just thinking about it right now drives me crazy. Um, universal healthcare. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but like, come on, United States, we're losing one of our besties yeah. to Spain because right. we don't have good healthcare here, and because <laughs> you can't get abortions when you need them. Yeah. Right. Well, now you might, but still, I mean, things could change. And also there, it's not like you can go everywhere and get abortion. And not that I want everyone to have abortions, but like if it's that you're going to die or you're going to die because you can't get one, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like abort your babies. I'm just saying, you know, if you are going to die because you're, you have an ectopic pregnancy or something else that's life threatening, we need to be able to take care of that. Yeah. And it shouldn't be, it, it just, there's so many things. <laughs> there's so many things. And they, and Spain has their own, their own problems. I'm not, I'm not unaware of that, but it's the lifestyle. I feel like we, my mom and I especially feel like we were, we should have been born in Europe, like mm. have a kind of a European soul, the nightlife, the, as far as like being up late, we're night owls, the tapas, it's all about <laughs> um, other people, tapas, not topless. Um, tapas bars, not topless bars. Everyone thinks I say that, (laughs) you know, and then it's a lot about, um, um, other people you go out to be with other people. You go and eat, you go on walks in the evening. Like they adore children. there. children are like gods. Like you go in restaurants and kids are running around and playing and screaming and they're just, Oh, Oh my God, it's the most amazing thing. Like they love kids. Older people aren't as, here, older people are like invisible burden on society, whereas there you're more respected. Hmm. Um, there's just a lot of things that really align with my values and our family values. So I'm really hoping this happens. It might take several years, uh, and it is sad to leave our friends and family and my career. But again, like I said, I'm hoping to do travel nursing mm-hmm. and come back um, regularly to to work um, because I really love it. And I don't want to give up what I've worked my whole life for and I'm still paying for. Yeah. And, but, and it'd be sad to like totally lose a nurse 
completely just because we need all the nurses we can get. Oh, yeah. We need yeah. all we can get. We need you. Yeah, and to- I think that's a great idea to come back and do a travel assignment every summer. And like, then you would get to visit people and spend a good right. long time here and feel satiated in your U.S. experience and stay long enough to get sick of it again and be like, thank God I'm going <laughs> back to Spain. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this will always be my home. And I really do love so many things about living here, especially in Sonoma County. Um, I will greatly miss. And so it, w- it w- I mean, we plan to come back every summer and visit everyone. Um, but kind of about nursing, I don't know if you want to talk about different like facets of nursing. Oh, I feel like we've talked a lot about our personal stuff know, and we can maybe I know. save I'm some like, of that for another like episode. A, a personal episode. <laughs> You're <laughs> Sorry, welcome, but- everyone. <laughs> really, I'm here to learn about nursing stuff and medical care and I'm learning about sexy time and lingerie and stain. No. Hey, we need a little bit extra love right now, I feel like. Yeah, that's um <laughs> sorry, something distracted me. Um I mean, we're patients too. We're patients too. So yeah. it's good, you know. For sure. Yes. Yeah. I know we could just go on and talk forever, but um, we'll pick it up the next episode and we'll keep you all updated in our lovely romantic life with Sarah and her new lover and (laughs) and our move to Spain, you know, like hopefully it happens soon and I'll, I'll keep you guys all posted and cross your fingers, please. Fingers, toes, legs, arms, eyes. I'll cross my eyes right now. (laughs) Beautiful. Me too. I hope we got that on camera. <laughs> Fantastic. I can't cross my tongue. Uh, I lie. <laughs> well, cheers, Sarah. I love you. Love you too. Cheers. Cheers.